0: Welcome back to another installment, Lovers and Friends. On this episode, I'm going to discuss my freshly squeezed opinions on Fast X Part 1 of 3, as was announced on a red carpet somewhere by Vincent DeSalle and Michelle Rodriguez. Um... One thing I noticed right off the bat instantly about this film versus Fast 9 colon The Fast Saga is that um, I didn't throw my hands up one single fucking time in uh, this latest edition in the long running franchise that if you would have asked me when I was watching The Fast and Furious for the fucking 13th time back when I was a teenager... If you would have asked me back then <clears throat> if I thought the family would still be riding and or dying, um, I would have told you you were smoking that future rock. You're, you're smoking meth, mate. You're smoking a little bit of the meth, ain't it? I would have been like, you're batshit, motherfucking crazy. You want, You obviously heard Michael Keaton when he said you want to get nuts because you got nuts because you're telling me. That there's a tenth Fast and Furious movie, I would never believed you back in the day. Like I still sometimes, you know, during this this latest uh, adventure, was uh, kind of baffled that like we're gonna end up like in 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 maybe four years or so what so what somewhat I'll have watched my twelfth Fast and Furious film. Like that is what the fuck. What the fuck? But when each film outdoes the last film in box office grosses, they're not going to just, you know, turn off the engine, put the car in the garage, and, or I'm sorry, put the car in the garage. They're not going to, they're not going to do that. They're going to keep on filling up the tank. They're going to, they're going to buy new stock parts. They're, they're going to fucking soup up the fucking engine and all that car shit that I don't really understand cuz I was always too busy being a pretty boy. I didn't like dirt under nails under my nails. Still don't. Drives me nuts. Makes me want to get nuts. <clears throat> but it's not as nuts as director Louis Letiri gets with this film. And one thing I said I posted this on a like a Regal fan page Facebook um <clears throat> originally fast 10 part 1 of 3 which back in the early pre-production days was supposed to be fast 10 part 1 of 2 before but i guess they decided to be like you know we're just going to just going to do a third one cuz you know fuck it you know 12 is an even number um 11 is odd and on fucking 11 instead of 12, which always just seemed weird. But uh, originally, director Justin Lin, who is single-handedly credited for making the movies better, because he did Fast Five, which is still arguably, hands-down, dope as dope any of us have ever smoked when it comes to the Fast franchise series, or as Fast Nine would call it, the Fast Saga Man, I never thought I'd be talking about the Fast and Furious in a saga. This the Fast and Furious movies have had more. After this one is launched, come out, hit the presses, it has had more fucking films in the franchise than the Harry Potter saga, the fucking Star Wars saga. I'm sorry, the Skywalker saga as Disney re-christened it. This is the longest-running movie saga that I can think of. You know, I'm trying to conjure up some other movies. No other film franchise has had, by the the time that all is said and done, and uh, this is not even including the Hobbs and Shaw um, spinoff, which, you know... If you've heard me talk about Dwayne Johnson, you know how I fucking feel about that. Um, You did get the fine-ass Vanessa Kirby, though, which I can't even, like, lie to you. Like, them eyes could make me commit crimes around the globe because, gosh, dog, she fucking foina. But not, not counting the Hobbs and Shaw... Spinoff this franchise when all is done, when the cars are all put back in the car park and the garage and whatnot, it'll have had twelve fucking films. <clears throat> I can't and and that's continue telling a telling a continuous story. That's not you know, you know various um, sequels and reboots and whatnot because. You start getting into that territory, like Jason and Michael Myers are both would be in the conversation, but I'm talking about telling one continuous story over spanning decades and multiple films. No other franchise that that comes to mind that hasn't had reboots and and, and branching timelines. No other film um, franchise does that. I think I may have petered off and, and was trying to go in one direction with the other one, but with that being said, Justin Lin was supposed to direct uh, this one. <clears throat> if anybody pays attention, like, there was, there was some weirdo behavior from Vincent Diesel. <laughs> I don't even know why I'm saying his name. Like, he's some kind of Artur. It's Vincent Vin. It's Vin Diesel. <clears throat> and that's not even his real fucking name. I was very disappointed when I found out, like, what his family name is and shit like that. It's, like, Italian and some other shit. But anyways, Vin Diesel pulled some weirdo shit on Instagram, and Justin Lin was out. You know, there's the weird feud that Vin Diesel has with Dwayne Johnson because they're both two hulking, weirdo, bald dudes who have mondo egos. Um... So Justin Lin bounced the fuck out. He's like, I'm not doing this shit. I'm out. Like, if you saw the video, because i seen the video, it was awkward. Justin Lin looked like he was being held hostage, like forced, you know, doing those videos. They're like to holding gun behind your back. Tell him how happy you are. Fucking tell him how fucking happy you are. Fucking smile. Don't cry, bitch. Don't fucking cry. Tell him how happy you are. Fucking tell him. Smile, smile, but not in a weird way. Fucking smile. You know what I'm saying? Like that kind of scenario, like. Yo, is your boy okay? I mean, he's kind of smirking, but that's like a Hello darkness, my old friend Type of smile, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's not like you're happy, you're chilling in the cut smile That's a uh, fucking help me I am not safe Fucking help But do it in a super chill way Help me, but in a chill way Kind of smile so he bounced, <clears throat> and by this point, I want to say production, pre-production. They were already in pre-production for like oh, close to two months, which to non-industry people would seem like oh, two months that ain't shit. When in in film time, uh, that you know. When your director decides that they're gonna piece the fuck out two months into the film's pre-production or into its production, I think by then they were like actually starting production, which is worse. Um, Yeah, that throws everything in a disarray. You know, my favorite word, entropy. One of the definitions, chaos. He uh, he caused a little bit of entropy with his exit, which is you know if you don't feel like you know the situation ain't right for you you know you're not you're not jiving with it it's killing your vibe you need to bounce and that's that's not even talking about like just film industry that's that's real life you know um (laughs) that's real life words of advice that i'm giving you You're in in a situation, you're in a relationship, anything like that, you're not feeling it, trust your gut and leave. And that's what Justin Lin did. And the reason I'm telling you this is because they got a replacement director in Louis Lethierry. And you're wondering, you may have heard that name before, you're thinking, how do I know that name? Well, Louis, pretty famous French director. Um at least to me, he is, he is, I've, you know, um, I'm not going to rattle off his entire IMDB because I couldn't find him because he has the name same as some fucking actor, apparently. So it made doing a little bit of uh, journalistic integrity in terms of digging, sourcing out some information, made it quite difficult. Uh, When two people have the same name spelled exactly the same fucking way, it's like, is Louis Lethierry a common French name? Because what the fuck? That's like trying to Google somebody named John Smith in the United States. Like, good luck finding your blue eyed, blonde haired beau. Like, good fucking luck, truly. Um, But I was digressing. While I was digressing, you were wondering, how do I know the name Louis Lethierry? He directed, I believe he directed the first two transporter films or maybe it was just the first transporter film um kind of not not the movie that brought jason statham to prominence in the states but one of the movies that brought statham into prominence in the united states and then he was what he also was drafted to direct the second film in the Marvel, the early, early Marvel cinematic universe, The Incredible Hulk, starring Ed Norton. Um, <clears throat> Lewis does, as I wrote on a post on a Facebook fan page for Regal Cinemas, in my opinion, my very, very humble opinion, which you've heard me refer to myself as. Your host, Jensen, the Beautiful and Majestic. So that lets you know that my humble opinion is very un-fucking-humble. I humbly submit that my opinion is very unhumble. humble My very, very honest, unhumble opinion. Louis Lethierry did a far better job than I had given him credit for, than I thought that he would be able to pull off something this monstrously huge. He's the director who, as far as I know, is going to close out the Fast Saga. With, you know, his offerings to the franchise. He did a good fucking job. This movie... Uh, one of the things I'd said, I think I said it... I said it either out loud or I said it out loud, out loud on an episode of a podcast, Is that... They needed to... No pun intended, you know. But with Fast 9 they needed to bring things back down to earth they uh they really you know like i said they were on the shark that jumped the shark that jumped the other shark's cousin it was uh it was an entry that i kind of felt like if this is what we're doing guys like let's just end this like like everybody else that has the same consensus 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 the saga should have ended. It was a beautiful ending with a fast seven. It was not necessary to keep on going, you know, they could have ended it It just, just great, great way to end the saga, but they kept on going and, uh, with fast nine the fast saga it was just you know things were going way too fucking up it just was it was too much not that there isn't shit that uh in this one you know there are there are displays of it's bizarre leave funny to me that You know, because you know Vin Vin Diesel's in there writing the script for his character. He's gotta always have his chest puffed out. He's got probably has such a weirdly conflated ego about himself. But the situation that he places his character in, that his character always seems to triumph over, are so fucking bizarre. It's it's humorously bizarre to me. You know, like there's one instance in the movie, this movie is like damn near a three hour movie. I think it's like two hours and 30 minutes or some shit like that. But he power lifts a fucking Mustang off of its side. Like, come on, bro, the fuck? For real? Like, no, no, no. Like, little, little too Too crazy then another portion of the film um jason statham's jason statham damn jensen really jason momoa's dante villain who is the most delightful thing since uh fucking The, the most delightful villain since fucking Homeboy from the original Fast and Furious. I can't remember his fucking name, but the cat that was like, the Asian cat that was like, yeah, yo, hey, Ted, kiss my shoes. <laughs> uh, I always think about that scene. He had that white man on his knees, kissing his damn shoes and kicked him, like, didn't let you touch my fucking shoes. Uh, hey Ted, kiss my shoes <laughs> I don't know why that makes me laugh so fucking hard, but I haven't there hasn't been a villain villain in the in the fast saga that's been as delightful since since him. I can't remember his damn name now. It's gonna drive me nuts. Dante is fun. Fun as fuck. Furious as fuck too. Um All that being said though, I, the reason I was stating, randomly stating those things is Fast 9 had me, like I said, had me feeling like maybe we've reached the end of the road. All, all the puns obviously are gonna be related to driving and racing and you know, just go with it. Just let me riff, let me do my thing. Um. Yeah, I thought we had reached, you know, I thought gas had finally run out of the tank. The NOS tanks were empty. The, the gears weren't shifting anymore. Nothing, no cylinders were firing. All the puns. Um, I'm glad that they were able to, here we go again, steer the saga back in a good direction. I do feel like because... And it's funny, you know, because it's they had kind of warned, you know, this. I think people might have taken it in a few different meanings when they said that this was going to be like their Avengers, um, their version of the Avengers. I took that to mean a multitude of things. And it depends on, like, what they're... Because they weren't very specific. So the way that this movie kind of ebbs and flows is that... It very much has stylings of Avengers Infinity War where you've got Cap and his people doing their thing on Earth and then you have Iron Man and his group, Iron Man and the Guardians and Spider-Man and Doc Strange on fucking i don't know that fucking planet i can't remember that shit right now man i'm up here fucking 12 midnight doing this episode you expect me to be on point with my fucking factoids and shit they were off world let's just say that for the guardians it's another day in space iron man and spidey and doc strange on some new new shit but that's that's the vibe i got and then uh Unless a- Eva M- Mendes comes back, it's not really going to feel like that. That's something I always wonder is, like, where the fuck is Miss Ava Mendes at? Like, she can come back. She's part of the fucking Fast family. She's one of the Fast women, Fast females. There's got to be a better way like that, like Bond girls, you know, but you can't be calling, you know, Fast, though. They're the Fast women, the women of the Fast and Furious franchise. She's one of them. And so she needs to, to make her come back. And thankfully, we got two more movies, you know, and um, Dante did threaten that uh, he's going to hurt everybody that uh, Dominic Toretto cares about. Now, granted, she never met Dominic Toretto. She was more to do with um, Brian O'Connor and Roman Pierce. But she's definitely, you definitely bring her back. Um I do feel like this movie is kind of scatter, scatterbrained a little bit. And again, like I said, that's, that's you know, you can't fully blame Louis Lethierry for coming in, whether it's a month or two months, like I said previously. That's quite a bit of time to have passed in between to um, be that far behind the ball and still deliver a pleasing, because this was... A very fun, you know, it feels like we're in summertime. We're still in May, but after walking out of the theaters of this film and seeing this film in IMAX, I really feel like, you know, okay, the summertime has fucking started. Once you get a Fast and Furious movie in cinema, a Fast and Furious film in cinema, summertime has officially kicked the fuck off. We, there's no turning back now. Now it's time to fucking, you know, start your engines because we've been to fucking go. Like let's go, LFG. I'm thinking a little bit. Sorry. I'm I'm curious. I know that had they had made some discussions or made some comments about Paul Walker's Brian coming back. I'm curious if they're actually going to go through with it and I don't exactly know what his daughter looks like, but I do know that his daughter Meadow Walker was supposed to have made a cameo. I don't remember seeing her in the film, but, uh, I'm definitely going to go back cause I really liked this film. Uh, one thing to really like about it is Jason Momoa and his various beautiful outfits. He's got this, this Dante, this villain. Like I said, best villain since the Fast and the Furious, the one that started it all. Um, he's such a captivating character to watch, and you can tell that Jason is having all the fun. I don't think I've seen him have this much fun since aquaman which is still my favorite jason momoa movie don't question why i love the film aquaman i just fucking do i find it to be very very it's just a magical film it's fucking fun like how could you not like it's like watching a fucking saturday morning cartoon aquaman is so fucking dope i get so tired of people being negative on it like about to rage cry over that shit while i'm chucking a trident at you because fuck off like have some fun first go outside touch grass and come back inside and remember when you used to have fun remember when you used to like things and stop fucking hating on Aquaman. aquaman 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 all that being said the praise about aquaman jason momoa is having fun having a lot of fun in this this one and i was thinking you know because there's situations that make it look like one thing or another i'm like they better not kill uh jason momoa the this villain is too fucking dope for them to to not you know be around if they got two more you know This is part one. You got part two and part three. He has to be in till part three. They do, you know, I feel like there's, if there's one character that kind of just feels shoehorned in someone that, and they're, they're the, uh, the, the doorway into the character Dante for the, for the, um, the viewers of the film as well as for the Fast family, and that's the character the Charlize Theron plays, um, Cypher, and she is the only one who feels like she don't belong, like she really don't have nothing to do in this film. She shows up at the Toretto's home in LA, um, does an exposition dump about how Dante is the devil, blah, 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 kind of, you know, gives him the entry, and then she's shuttled off to a black site by the agency, you know, Mr. Nobody's agency, Mr. Nobody and Little Nobody, and you know, that agency. And she pops up in the middle of the film, and then she pops up at the end. And, like, I I didn't say at the beginning, but... This film just came out. I'm not going to do spoiler discussions right now. It's not going to be spoilers. It's just, you know how I be doing it, baby. You know i I be doing my thing. I be doing my thing, you know. You know, hey, man, what that white boy doing? Get a black man. Get a black man. That's what I'm doing. That's a line from uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia that kind of contextually didn't fit within what I was just saying. I just fucking enjoy randomly saying lines from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. But, um... You know how I do my 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 fucking thug thesis on this shit. Come on. You know, you know, it's me. It's me. It's DDP. I'm just being random. I smoked I smoked some weed before this episode and shit I smoked was like some some different shit cuz it's fresh from <laughs> farm to fucking table. <laughs> but I'm 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 a bit more loopy than usual. I do I do my, 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 Miss Ella May, I do apologize. My peach pie is not perfect, but if you just give me a chance, I promise, Miss Ella May, I will make it up to you expeditiously. That's a horrible southern accent. I should—I—I I, I thought I said to myself out loud on a previous podcast that I was going to stop these accents, but here I am again on my own. Going down the terrible accent road, yes, I did just rip that song off. What the fuck are you gonna do about it? Let like, kill like I said earlier. Can I riff? you gonna let me do my thing? Damn judge judging me and shit like get off you're always jocking j d leave it alone. <laughs> But no, I'm not gonna spoil too much, and you know, i because I'm I'm almost spoiling some shit. But this is a good film. I really liked it. The action was more grounded than it has been, and while still being insanely otherworldly and just an affront to the nature of how cars behave according to the laws of physics and gravity and whatnot, um, the affront is still there to the face of God and nature and gravity and what I just said barely seconds ago. But it's more palatable than watching Letty on a motorcycle, have the motorcycle explode and she falls and then Dominic Toretto catches her with a fucking car, falling from a height no more than easily, like 20 feet in the fucking air, which is, I'm sorry, but if you fall 20 feet from the air and a car catches you you're gonna be in a lot of pain you might have just broken your fucking face mate you can just pop up and be like man that's crazy what are we gonna do next Dom oh I don't know fucking Tarzan from one fucking island to another with a fucking muscle car cause what the motherfucking fuck like what the entire motherfucking fuck for real, like that was uh, I, I was uh I was trying to watch um fast nine a couple days ago because it's on peacock, and you know I was trying to peep game, but i it just even watching at home, just like why they just got so fucking ridiculous with this shit, like they got so fucking. The, it, it got to the point of self-parody. It got to the point of, you know, we're now in the ninth film, so we've got to make fun of ourselves because this is how we roll. Pun fully intended. I do apologize. There are some interesting cameos in this film. Um, I'll spoil it because I don't want you to be as disgusted... As I was. Fucking Pete David shows up as a cameo. Like somebody that I never thought or someone that I never wanted to. And I never thought because I don't really think of Pete David. He's not a funny person. He, he's just not a funny person. I don't wanna, you know, go too hard in the paint in terms of being super mean to another another or being super mean about another human being, but I just don't enjoy his entirety his entire existence is not enjoyed by me don't want you don't need you you made me stop watching Saturday Night Live and Saturday Night Live was already inferior to the much more superior mad TV which ended up um, getting canceled or whatever the fuck so being an only choice for sketch comedy and you being any anywhere near it ruined it for me never go back and it's not even funny anymore like watch old shit way funnier Uh. i did enjoy the new additions i enjoyed uh brie larson i enjoyed alan richson which he shows up you know just like hey ain't nobody fucking with jack reacher first of all if you think you are you should think again, buddy, because that's very stupid. Ain't nobody fucking with Jack Reacher, fucking straight up Man Mountain. Like you ain't doing it, and neither am I. Um, like I said before, there are glaring omissions. Like if this is going to be the Avengers style, where everybody that's ever been, when these movies shows the fuck up, you need Kurt Russell to come back. You need. Um, you need Eva M- Mendez to come back. You need the two. You need the, the You need to complete the the group of the Los Bandoleros, and having the two. Um, fuck, I I don't want to say Cuban out. Are they from Rio? The two the two guys that were introduced in Fast and Furious, and then the short film Los Bandoleros. Um, there's some people that need to come back and I can't really speak on anybody else without spoiling it but there's some people that you know just there's some there's a few people if you want to make the circle if you want to complete the circle to reference Star Wars terms you need to uh have a few people come back but anyways I'm going to I'm going to get out of here because if I keep on talking I'm going to Ruin we're um, gonna start spoiling some shit one thing I can say before I dip on fucking out is that because if you've seen the trailers to the film um, You know this so the one scene where they're in Rome and it's kind of the ensuing the it's kind of the linchpin of everything else that follows in this film This um, cool action set piece with the giant rolling ball, that's a bomb what not it, ridiculous you know how dumb like I said the physics of everything that happens around Dominic Toretto obviously been written that way but it's so fucking funny it's just hilarious you know in his weird innate sense to um, be able to call his shots in terms of doing certain actions fucking weird how that works out fucking fantastic it's it's definitely got to be super power at this point how he can just do things there's the balls rolling and I guess in Rome they just have random petrol pumps. And so he says to himself, it's going to hit the pump. Or I'm sorry, it's going to hit the pump. <laughs> and so he rolls, there's there's people having food on the other side of the, the uh, street. So he protects pedestrians from fire blasts, like uh, a petrol pump exploding with his car. It just... I'm sitting there smiling because I'm like, the the laws of physics that don't seem to orbit around this man are so bizarrely funny. It's just funny to me how the rules of everything that work for other human beings, he just kind of bends those to his will. It's it's fucking comedy cash, in my opinion. Um, But yeah, I'd say uh, between one and four thumbs up rating system. You know this by now. We, we, we've we been doing our dizzle for a minute. When I say we, I mean I as the host, the beautiful and majestic motherfucking Dean Jackson, and y'all as the listeners. That's the only we that exists. The conversation and relationship between you and I. Get right, stay right, sleep tight. Uh, Four thumbs up. One and one, one four. I'll give this film... Three and a half thumbs up, or three and a quarter thumbs up. We'll do three and a quarter. That's that's actually the right amount of generosity. Um, like I said before, there's some some issues with balancing and whatnot, and it does kind of it's it's a hard thing to juggle. But like at the same time, the reason I'm still rating it that high is because director Louis Leterrier did a far better job than anybody who had to come into a production that was already. You know ball already rolling and still kind of stick landing. he did a good fucking job uh yeah, so I'll catch you guys on the next one, and I always appreciate you for listening and I want to let you know that uh coming up in July celebrating five years, so anybody who's been listening, you know anybody who's my day one, I would especially for this episode like to tell you thank you and good night